If you enjoy listening to Voices in Cloud, check out David Linthicum's reports on gigaohm.com. They're about data complexity and cloud solutions, addressing many of the topics covered in this podcast series. Hey guys, welcome to the Giga on Voices in Cloud podcast. This is the one place where you would hear from industry thought leaders, providing no-nonsense advice on how to succeed with cloud computing, IoT, edge computing, and cognitive computing. I'm Dave Linthicum, best-selling author, speaker, B-list geek, and your host today. And joining me is my special guest, Duncan Epping, and he's with VMware. Duncan, uh, you know, tell us kind of how your, your journey to VMware, I always love these stories, you know, how you came to uh, be working there, you know, what's your background, um, you know, what you like to work on, and also tell us something about, you know, personal about yourself. What are your hobbies and things like that that get you up in the morning? Sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's always uh, it's always cool to be on these uh, industry podcasts. It's something different than a, uh, a vendor podcast, in my opinion. So that's uh, that's a first. Um, yeah, my name is Duncan Epping, as you already mentioned. I started working for VMware about uh, almost 12 years ago. And before I joined VMware, I was actually a customer. So I used to work for a, for a large insurance company, and I worked for a couple of consultancy companies as well. And when I was, was in those positions, I uh, primarily focused on uh, data center management and uh, data center design. And back in the days, especially when I started doing the consulting, uh, VMware was uh, the up-and-coming uh, coming player. Uh, we very much were in the stage where uh, customers still had a lot of challenges in terms of power cooling, more compute loads ramping up, and you know they, they were causing all sorts of problems in the data center. So. That was my primary focus back then uh, to make sure that, that customers uh, could move forward. So I started looking into the virtualization space. VMware was more or less the only player, so I became a uh, virtualization consultant. But back then, it was more a VMware consultant. Um, when, I, when I did that for a couple of years, uh, VMware reached out to me and he asked me if I was interested in, uh, in joining them, doing actually something very similar. So uh, they asked me if I was in, uh, interested in having a uh, professional services role. So I joined VMware uh, 12 year, almost 12 years ago as a, uh, as a senior consultant. And we focused a lot on the, uh, the larger enterprise customers in, in Europe. And you know, these are you know, the Vodafones of the world, uh, companies like ING, Shell, uh, Rabobank, uh, larger financial institutions, you name it, uh, done projects uh, all, throughout, uh, all throughout Europe. Uh, primarily focused back then, of course, on the, uh, the virtualization, uh, virtualization layer. And after I did that for a couple of years, I think what was interesting is uh, I moved to this new business unit that was our uh, cloud business unit back in the days when we introduced uh, vCloud Director. Um, I think that's about yeah, probably nine years ago or something like that, around that time frame. I think back then, um, vCloud Director was early to the market. Uh, not everyone really understood what it was about. Uh, there were a lot of challenges in terms of adoption, uh, what people would be doing with it, how they could be using it. And it didn't really take off, except for a couple of larger uh, cloud providers that ended up using it. Uh, the funny thing is, nine years later, uh, VMware has, uh, I think, close to 5,000 uh, VMware cloud partners uh, running the platform at, at, at this stage, and those are larger uh, cloud platforms. So it's, uh, that has definitely, uh, definitely taken off. Uh, but personally, I went into a different direction. I kind of left the, uh, the consultancy behind, and I was uh, offered a role in technical marketing. 
So I moved into the uh, in, into the technical marketing space uh, pretty quick. I was already doing a lot of blogging. I uh, I had written a couple of books at, at that point. So the technical marketing team uh, invited me for an interview, and I became the technical marketing guy for everything around uh, availability and, uh, and 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 resource management. Um, I did that for a while, and then I actually uh, moved up in ranks within the technical marketing team, became responsible for the, uh, the software-defined data center. And then as part of a, in my opinion, natural evolution, uh, I, was, uh, I was asked to become a chief technologist in the end for the, uh, uh, for the storage and availability business unit. And, and well, in, in my case, that means I get to talk about products like uh, vSAN and virtual volumes and site recovery manager uh, on, on a daily basis with uh, with customers, uh, but of course also with uh, with partners and yeah, basically anyone who's interested. That was the uh, the work aspect of uh, of things and, and more or less my career and um, what I've done you know over the past twelve years in in a couple of minutes. Uh, on a personal level, I've already mentioned that um, I'm. I've done a lot of blogging, so I have a, a personal blog. So that is something that that keeps me uh, keeps me busy. I've written a a bunch of books. I think the most recent uh, recent ones are uh, the vSAN deep dive book and the uh, the clustering uh, deep dive book. The clustering deep dive book focuses on vSphere HA and vSphere DRS. It's a uh, it's a very technical book, and of course, the vSAN deep dive book focuses on on vSAN. And then besides that. Um, on a personal level, I also have a wife and two kids, and I um, I like to spend my time doing uh, Taekwondo. So uh, I think I have a a, a pretty full schedule, uh, to say the least. And your accent is that Dutch? Yeah, correct. That's Dutch. So I always like I love a good Dutch accent. I got a question for you. What are the three favorite things about the VMport technology that you really you know kind of llama on things that you get excited about right now? In terms of the products or in terms yeah, the of what the products, products technology you sell. In other words, yeah. your ability to, is it, uh, uh, well, even the aspects are basically the application of the product. Is the ability to solve a problem quickly? Uh, is the ability to deal with the user interface that's very intuitive for the users? The ability to deal with the complexity issue, which I know you guys deal with, you know, going forward. You know, what excites you about your technology? Yeah, I think the, uh, the, the, the I think the company is in, in, in a, at an interesting uh, uh, stage at, at this point in time. So, if you look at some of the um, uh, the VMworld keynotes, for instance, where Pat Gelsinger talks about you know the three different stages of the company that we've gone through, growing from a virtualization, more or less you know pure virtualization company with a hypervisor and some solutions for a desktop, moving towards the software-defined uh, data center. I think the software-defined data center is one thing that that excites me because it simplifies, uh, in my opinion. Uh, at least the, the operational aspect uh, for customers, not just from a security perspective, um, but you know, maybe even more so when you look at things like storage and networking and, and all of the other components that are, in, that are involved. I mean, the ability to have a solution from a single vendor that actually forms a, uh, a well-integrated uh, product or solution, I think that is, that is rather unique. Uh, but going forward, what I think is um, probably more interesting is uh, what VMware is doing in the um, the as a service space. Now we've already, you know, mentioned this uh, at a couple of a couple of events, but not everyone may have really noticed it. If you look at the uh, the VMware Cloud on AWS offering, for instance, this is basically a software-defined data center as a service that runs in an Amazon 
uh, data center. So you don't have to uh, have a data center yourself. You can simply consume a service that is hosted and hosted by AWS, but managed by uh, by VMware, running VMware technology. So that also means, from a skill set perspective, as an administrator, that you don't need to have a uh, a new skill set or acquire. Uh, uh, new knowledge. You can even use the same tool tools that you have available today and leverage that on the uh, on that particular service. Uh, other things that we are, for instance, uh, looking into is, for instance, uh, delivering uh, an SDDC as a service on premises. Uh, this is something that has been externally uh, uh, announced or uh, discussed as Project Dimension um, at that Dell Technologies World. Uh, they they've also mentioned this as a um, as a, a solution that will be uh, delivered through, uh, could potentially be delivered through uh, through Dell. And I think that's also an interesting one because Project Dimension basically allows you to deliver a, a software-defined data center, which is managed by, uh, by VMware, running on top of Dell Technologies uh, hardware, but actually sits uh, on-premises. So, uh, meaning you have your own data center location, uh, and we actually manage that, that solution for you. Very similar to what we would have with VMware Cloud and AWS. The only difference being is that, that this is on-premises instead of uh, being in the cloud. And of course, that has the, uh, the big advantage that you have the compute resources, the, the data or the storage uh, literally sitting, uh, sitting next to you. So from a uh, latency perspective, I think that is uh, probably beneficial for a lot of, uh, for a lot of customers. I think those are you know, the two things that, at least at this point in time, excites me. And if I look at it from a company perspective, um, if I look at it from a business unit perspective, uh, I think the hyper-converged offering is something that is, uh, is really taking off. Um, if you look at the, um, the broader industry as a whole, uh, there are basically two leaders in this space. It's VMware and Nutanix. And then there are a couple of smaller, uh, smaller players, and it's really starting to pick up. We're starting to see a huge customer momentum. Uh, we recently announced that we have uh, 20,000 customers with vSAN. Uh, with the second player, Nutanix, I think they are around 12 or 13,000 customers, something like that. And it, it's, it's, it's growing at, a, uh, at an immense pace. So this is uh, also something that I think is very, uh, very interesting and very exciting as well. So kind of a few years ago, we were all surprised when uh, VMware announced they were going to run on the AWS cloud. And uh, obviously, a lot of questions around that. You know, here we are a few years later. How has that gone and, and what are the challenges and what are some of the opportunities that you guys didn't see that are there right now? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very valid point. And um, uh, it actually caught a lot of customers and, and analysts and, and press by surprise. Uh, back in the days when we started uh, talking about this internally, uh, you know, the whole world was convinced that everyone would move, would move towards the, uh, the public cloud. I think, you know, at this point in time, uh, most people will agree that we won't see uh, companies, at least not most companies, uh, you know, moving towards a, a public cloud environment and that uh, a hybrid cloud is, is, is very much reality and especially with, you know, uh, edge computing initiatives uh, happening and more and more customers uh, looking into the IoT space and you name it. And I think that's also where the challenge is, is going to be. I, I don't think, you know, per se that there's a challenge when it comes to uh, VMA Cloud on AWS and adopting it. I think most customers understand how it works and, um, you know, the learning curve is, is almost flat because it's very similar to what they have on premises. So if you've used uh, vSphere, VMA vSphere before, or you used uh, NSX or vSAN, 
you know how to use uh, VMware Cloud on AWS. Uh, it's 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 very it's very similar. The only difference is that VMware is responsible for patching and 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 updating and upgrading and you name it. I think the challenge in the future is going to be to figure out how we can combine all of these different efforts in a uh, in a single offering and how customers can connect all of these different types of solutions uh, across the wire, right? Especially when you're starting to look at, you know, edge locations, having some workloads in a public cloud, having some workloads uh, still on-premises. Uh, what's the impact of latency between those different locations? Do we need to move data around? What kind of data do we need to move around? Uh, if we are moving data around, why are we moving it? Why are we moving it around? Or can we even potentially process it locally? Of course, all of that will depend on, you know, what kind of uh, locations and compute devices are available, and you name it. And I think that's where the complexity is probably going to be in the upcoming uh, upcoming years, trying to figure out what we do with those edge locations, how we can utilize those, and how we can can ensure that. Uh, we don't move data around that doesn't need to be uh, moved around because the movement of data is relatively expensive. And uh, with edge locations, uh, you know, people expect that edge locations will uh, be producing about 40% of the uh, uh, the total amount of data that will need to be stored. You can imagine that that is going to be uh, probably problematic. So what are other lessons learned, you know, as we've kind of journeyed through the years with VMware on AWS or VMware in the cloud or the ability to kind of live with VMware in a paired, you know, public cloud, kind of a, you know, pseudo hybrid cloud arrangement? You know, what are some of the things that have emerged as best practices, maybe surprises to you and the clients and some of the things that you really weren't surprised about? Um, yeah, if you look at it, I think that for um, a, a lot of customers, what it... Uh, what probably surprised them was the uh, the simplicity that it that it brings. If, if you look at what it you know takes to bring up uh, a, a full software-defined data center manually uh, on premises, you look at all of the different components: network virtualization, storage virtualization, uh, compute virtualization, and how you combine those three into a single solution and have a management layer and an orchestration layer sitting on top. Uh, that is you know typically rather complex. So I think. From a um, what did it really bring them? I think that simplicity was was key for a lot of customers, and that is also what a lot of customers were surprised by. Um, also, the uh, the reliability. Uh, so far, if you look at the reliability that uh, VMware Cloud on AWS has has brought customers, I think it's uh, it's something that they didn't expect. In some cases, some public clouds you know, don't always have a a, a great rep reputation. I think what surprised them is that what we offer is a virtualization layer that can potentially go across uh, multiple availability zones. So it gives them a level of abstraction that they haven't seen within the cloud environment before, where they normally would need to refactor the application. And now they get that level of, of, of availability within a public cloud without having the need to refactor the, uh, the application itself. Um, the challenges typically uh, that we see are usually in the... Um, um, the organizational uh, aspect of things, right? Uh, the operational aspect can also be challenging, as you can imagine. That when you start, as soon as you start looking at these uh, these larger uh, public cloud offerings, and you look at what customers have been doing historically over the past uh, twenty years, the way you consume these services and the way you uh, manage the environment is substantially different to what they've they've been doing. So that is uh, typically a uh, Probably even I probably should say a, a cultural shock 
It's it. I think shock is probably the the, the best world, and it, it you know can uh, cause some problems or challenges from an organizational perspective because not everyone instantly sees the new opportunities that may uh, that may arise when you start making these uh, these types of changes. You know, some people like to stick to what they had in the, in the past, and some people you know potentially see new opportunities uh, arising and. I think that that is typically the the biggest challenge. You know, how do you figure out, you know, what type of role uh, someone can fulfill in the uh, in the new new world? I think that is the uh, the biggest challenge typically. But the funny thing is that we've gone through this same exercise uh, the past 20, uh, 20 years with virtualization. We had the exact same problem. We started virtualizing workloads, so the people that were managing the physical service said, "Okay, you know, what do I do next?" Well, there's, of course, a virtualization that layer that needs to be managed. When we started looking at the SDC space and we started virtualizing the network and we started virtualizing the storage systems, the storage people and the network people say, okay, that sounds great, but now that the virtualization team is responsible for these different layers, what do I do next? And, of course, you know, there's always opportunities there because even these virtualized platforms need to be uh, managed in some shape or form, and the same applies to, you know, a, uh, workloads that run in the public cloud. So it, it is a different mindset, and that is something that customers will need to get get used to. How do I manage these systems? What am I responsible for? What does my monitoring uh, for these systems look like? Do I need to make any changes to my orchestration, uh, orchestration layer, you name it? So going forward, and this is a question I get from my clients a ton, uh, you know, what is the future of VMware? Where are you guys going to invest mostly in the technology, you know, over the next few years? And how are you going to work and play well with kind of the emerging and changing world of cloud computing, such as multi-cloud and ability to deal with more complex security models and the ability to kind of kind of cloud to the next level, but in essence participate as a team of technologists? Yeah, that is, uh, that is something that um, I think all of us have been, uh, have been asking ourselves as well. And it, 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 if you look at it, if you look at how VMware is positioned and how they've positioned uh, themselves in the, in, in, the, in the past couple of years, uh, I think, in my opinion, you know, I think we are perfectly positioned in a multi-cloud uh, multi world. At this point in time, uh, we are one of the few or probably the only uh, vendor that has multiple cloud offerings, right? Uh, through uh, Dell Technologies, there is a, uh, a VMware Cloud that uh, that runs within Azure. Uh, we have VMware Cloud on AWS, and of course, you know Google is probably uh, you know around the corner as well. They already have offerings that are, that are uh, that is running VMware Technologies uh, underneath. On top of that, we have multiple different management solutions, uh, something like vRealize Automation, for instance, which has the capabilities. Uh, to uh, provision workloads uh, within uh, different cloud platforms on top of that. So whether that's VMware Cloud on AWS, uh, AWS native, Azure natively, uh, we have those capabilities as part of our, as part of our platform. And going forward, the, the big, what I expect to be uh, at least one of the biggest efforts is, the, uh, is, is Project Dimension, as I already mentioned. Uh, this is, as I mentioned, one of the... Uh, the, as a service offering, where well, we will be running the uh, the SDDC on premises for you, we will be responsible for managing and maintaining it. But I think for customers going forward, that will also be a uh, a great way of making a connection into a public cloud. Uh, that management platform uh, for now 
is what it looks like will be running in uh, in AWS. So as you can imagine, there's going to be some form of connection uh, to AWS and having that uh, you know ability to move workloads from on-premises into the uh, the public cloud, whether that's VMware Cloud and AWS or potentially even AWS, AWS native, I think is, is something that customers will uh, truly start to appreciate. And that platform over time will evolve uh, to have the ability to manage edge locations on top of that. So you could potentially have hundreds of different uh, locations all throughout the world managed through a single, uh, single interface and in a, uh, in a common way as well. So instead of having multiple interfaces and multiple tool sets, our focus is going to be to provide you a consistent way of managing multiple different solutions uh, through our stack. And I think that is something that is, uh, is going to be key for customers. That's exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, VMware is really kind of foundational technology for most of the enterprises that I work with. And I think that what you guys are doing right now is going to set the stage of success for lots of enterprises moving forward. So anyway, please pick up a copy of my book, Cloud Computing and Civil Convergence, available on Amazon and other places books are sold. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at David Linticum, L-I-N-T-H-I-C-U-M, as well as LinkedIn, where I have several cloud computing courses on LinkedIn Learning, including a, a cloud architecture course that uh, just, just went out. So, uh, Duncan, where can we find you on the web? Where should we look for uh, more information on VMware? Sure, you can find me uh, on my own blog, which is yellow-bricks.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at uh, DuncanYB. And of course, the VMware website is vmware.com. You can't miss it. So if you, people have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me. And you know, of course, feel free to connect to me on uh, LinkedIn as well. Thank you very much. It's probably one of the most cogent discussions I've had on uh, VMware in a long time. You do a good rep you're uh, representing your company well. So thank you, Duncan. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Cloud, please check out the other ones. Removing hybrid and multi-cloud complexity is the focus of a report that David wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about taking IT to the next level, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.